Um, I want to just say thank you in their absentia to Pastor Baba and to, um, to Pastor Josh for entrusting me with this great, great privilege. Um, they are amazing leaders and they've built an amazing church. And uh, yeah, so I am very happy to be sharing God's word with you all today. So my name is JJ. For those of you who don't know me yet, my wife Esther is in front here with me. Our kids are happily integrated somewhere over the, the yonder places, <laughs> enjoying their time, I hope. And uh, yeah, so I want to jump right in. Is that okay? Let's get to it. I want to be sharing with you today about the Word of God. Uh, the title today is At Your Word. And um, it's a wonderful thing when somebody preaches the Word of God. It's also, it's, it's even better if somebody preaches the Word of God with respect to relationships and to who people are. How am I trying to do that, do both of that today? It's a tall order, but I'm going to try my best. But the Word of God is so powerful. And the Word of God is, is as the nature that it, it evokes response. It might evoke the response of, you know, you falling to your feet and in, 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 in fear or just running away like some of the biblical characters are done, uh, or it invokes a response to obey. And uh, we're going to look at some responses today of the word, uh, to the Word of God. And uh, um, my hope here is to encourage us today to respond to God's Word affirmatively. In other words, to obey um, God's Word. So we're looking into 2019, and God's going to be doing a whole lot of things through our church. We're a growing church, and with that comes the need to be ever listening to what God has for us next, and where He's taking us, and what He wants us to accomplish, what He wants us to do. And sometimes that involves change, and change is scary. Um, but change is also good. And uh, how many of you know that if you act on something and if you step into a new thing based on God's word, you're stepping into safety. If you step into something new just based on selfish ambition or just, you know, a personal agenda, you might not be necessarily stepping into safety. You might be stepping into risk. But I think that risk, if you risk something based on an uh, an, an assignment based on a, a command of God, you're actually stepping into safety. And so we want to be listening what God is saying to us. And I'm going to be sharing a bit about my story, my family, me and my family, how we got to be here um, and some learnings that we, that we extracted from that journey. And I hope that it encourages and inspires you to respond to God's word. Whatever he's calling you to be doing this year or next, uh, sorry, this next year, um, even things that he might have been saying to you a long time ago that you might have been putting off, or some new things that he's going to reveal to you um, in the future. So, did you guys know that the heavens and the earth responded to the word of God? The heavens and the earth responded to the word of God. I forgot to read a scripture. Let me, let me, let me start off with our, our kind of our base scripture for today. It's in, it's in Luke 5.5. 5. It says, Simon said to him, Master, we have toiled all the night, and we have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. You know, sometimes the word of God comes at, at the most inconvenient of times. Think about the disciples. They just come from a night of fishing. They're probably wet. 
they're probably uncomfortable. They're probably fed up with one another because they haven't been catching anything. And you know what happens when you don't catch fish, right? Everybody else is doing it wrong. It's because you did, it's because you did this, you know. It's because you sang. You, you scared away the fish. Or you did something. You dropped that thing in the water and scared away the fish. And now everybody's kind of, you know, touchy and everybody's a little bit irritated. And they get back and all you want to do is you want to get out of the boat. You want to get, put this night behind you. And then somebody says to you, uh-uh, don't get out yet. Put down the nets. Now when you're like next to the shore, it's like, you know, they went out deep because that's where the fish are. They've gone through that whole rigmarole and they're back now. They just want to get out, get clean, get dry. And somebody says, uh-uh, not yet. Put down the net. But luckily at this point, Simon had some wisdom to respond to God's word rather than to look at his natural environment and act according to that. He said, at your word, I will let down the net. And you know how the story ends. They catch this massive catch. Now, this doesn't say that every time, you know, you come close to the shore, you can put down the net and you'll catch. <laughs> it's because God's word said it at that time that it happened. The directive of God's word made earth respond. It's amazing. Let's look at more of how the heavens and the earth respond to the word of God. Did you guys know that there's, there's a thing that they call the fine-tuning of the universe? And basically what it refers to, it refers to how finely everything, all the um, physical constants and cosmological uh, phenomena are tuned in relation to one another to allow for life to be sustained on earth. Things like gravity and things like, you know, the interaction between the moon and the earth, the tilt of the earth, the place we find ourselves in our solar system. It's not just random. If we were little closer to the sun, or to, if we were a little closer to the sun, there would be so much meteorite activity that earth would not be able to sustain life. If we were a little further away, it would be too cold to sustain life. If gravity was a percentile of 0.3701 stronger or weaker, our sun would not have formed, which means we would not have had heat to sustain life on earth. That's how finely tuned the universe is. We are exactly and we are how exactly we need to be in order for life to exist. How many of you know the Bible says God placed the stars in their place and he calls them all by name? The universe responds to the word of God. God said in the beginning and something started. Something happened. You know, everything that exists began to exist and everything that begins to exist has a cause. Therefore, the universe's beginning speaks to the fact that there was a first cause. We know that first cause was when God's word went out and he brought everything into existence. The universe responds. The earth responds when he said, let there be light. Light came rushing towards earth. When he said, let earth start populate, be populated with plants, things started happening. The word of God initiates things in the natural, and it also initiates things in our lives. Let's start looking at some people. I mean, there's so many, you know, the saints of old, those Bible heroes um, that we can talk about. I want to just talk about a couple. Noah. The Bible says um, in Genesis 6, 22, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. 
Now think about that. Noah built that big boat that saved him and his family when God flooded the earth. Now that story is amazing, but some of the details makes it even more amazing. Noah did that not because he was into boating. I mean, I don't even know if they, if they really knew boats at the time, but Noah did this on the directive of God. Noah was at your word, I will do this. There was no physical reason why he needed to do it. He just did it because God said so. Now, did you guys know it took him about 100 years to build a boat? And the Bible talks about how they were mocked and how they were, you know, ridiculed for building the boat. Think about 100 years of mockery and ridicule. You know, every time there's a, there's a, there's a, um, a barbecue or a, you know, some place where people hang out together, Noah is, he's like the, you know, the punchline of every joke. Think about living like that for a hundred years, responding to God's word and ignoring your physical circumstances. That is something that needs to be considered. He responded to God's word for a very long time before it made sense why he needed to respond. Think about Abram, Genesis 12. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. What did the Lord tell Abram? Hey, Abram, I need you to leave your family and your land, and you need to go to a land I will show you. Not the land I've shown you, the land I will show you. So it's like, okay, which way do you start? (laughs) If God just tells you, go to where I'll show you, and you go, okay, is this the right way? (laughs) You know? It's like, all right, let's just start walking. Maybe he says no the other way when I start. But, I mean, that's literally what he got. And he just went away. He didn't go somewhere. He just went away. Because why? Because God said so. And he was, at your word, Lord, I will. I think we need to be getting that phrase into our you know, vernacular a bit more. At your word, Lord, I will. Not but why, Lord, or, you know, you know, give me the good reason. What blessing is in it for me if I do it, kind of. Just at your word, Lord, I will. So Abram went, and, you know, we know the story about him becoming the father of our faith. The Bible says that God, account, well, God counted it to him as righteousness because he obeyed. Just because he went out and he, he followed the Lord. He became the father of our faith. Think about when God told him to, you know, to sacrifice his son. I mean, surely there was rules against that or, you know, at least social pressure to, you know, um, you know, this guy, he'd had to live with the name, he's a son killer. Yet he did not look at the natural. He trusted God and did what God said because he's God. Next character I chose, there are many that we can speak about, but is Moses. Now, Moses was a bit more like me. He needed a little bit more encouragement to obey the word of the Lord. God says to him, go to Pharaoh, tell him you need to let my people go. And Moses like, that calling was meant for my brother Aaron. He's the one who talks. I don't do talking. And God said, no, 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 it is actually you. You need to go. Take him with you if you must, but you need to go. And so in the end, Moses, you know, he, he, he does it. At least he goes. At least he went. Okay, we'll give him that. 
But what's amazing to me in the verse I'm going to read you is not only did he respond to the word of God, he relayed the word of God to an unbelieving character who at the, po- at the time believed of himself to be a God. So when Moses said the God of the Israelites, he was just like, why do I need to listen to somebody that's not over me? I am over everything. He relayed that word. What's amazing is in Exodus 5, he says, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, let my people go that they may go hold a feast to me in the wilderness. We know how that ended. And sure enough, Pharaoh needed some persuasion, uh, if I can say it like that. But in the end, he also responded to the word of God. The most mighty ruler on earth who considered himself a God submitted to the real God's directive. That's amazing. Number three is the mother of Jesus. The mother of Christ responded to the word of God. The angel came and said to him, hey Mary, you're going to fall pregnant by the Holy Spirit and you're going to have a child. You will call him Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. And what was Mary's response? Let's look at it. Luke 138, Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to me. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. How many times have you said that to God when when he's asked something of you? Let it be to me according to your word, Lord. At your word, Lord, I will. Number four, the disciples responded. The disciples responded. Um, In Luke 5, 5, as we saw, now we know that the disciples, there were, you know, there were times when they didn't respond and you know, there were times that they responded wrong. Um, but God really appreciates if we start responding and he corrects us as we go. We don't have to wait until we're able to respond perfectly before we start. If we just see the journey you walk with his disciples, we'll realize that, man, God works with imperfect people. And he's... he's He's willing to, you know, to correct some things as we go, as long as we go. As long as we don't, like, I mean, even, even Jonah. No, not Jonah. Who, who got swallowed by the fish? Jonah. Jonah. Even Jonah, who ran away, and he just said no. And what a contradiction to say no to God. It's like, did you guys know that, that the word Lord actually means owner? If you think about it, when Jesus died on the cross, as amazing as that was, behind that was a legal transaction that took place. The Bible says we've been bought at a price. There was a price that needed to buy us out of our debt towards God. And that price was a life for a life. Your life was bought. My life was bought by Jesus' life, which means we are now his ownership. We're his possession. He bought us. We belong to him. He is our owner. And for me to go and say, no, Lord, that doesn't really make a lot of sense, does it? See, I wonder how many Christians there are who happily accept Jesus as their Savior, but find it hard to really follow his leadership, follow his lordship, and do as he says. And be of the attitude that says, at your word, Lord, I will. Because that's truly who he is. He is Lord, whether you like it or not. He became Lord 
by virtue of what he did for us and the fact that we accepted that by faith. We received that grace to come into relationship with him. And it is a wonderful relationship, but it is based on lordship. And so his disciples, um, they, they realized that as time went on. And my encouragement to you today is to kind of just, um, if, you will, if you will get past the whole you know, think, oh, I don't know if I like that kind of thing, and you will start learning how to respond to his lordship, you'll start to, to see if you follow his process, his product becomes your inheritance. The journey God takes you on is meant to bring you into his plan and his goodness for your life. But it's often when we go our own ways and we try to do things our own way that we actually miss out on all the goodness that God meant for us. Because did you guys know on earth, our responses actually do matter. Apart from the fact, and I don't negate the fact that God is sovereign and he is. On earth, he has made us co-laborers. He made us co-laborers with him, which means that our responses actually have real results, real effects that's tangible, that we can experience for good or for bad. And if we don't follow the way he wants us to live, then it results in stuff that we don't necessarily want. So my wife and I, um, we came here based on a word of God. And I want to just fill you on a little bit of the backstory of that as I encourage us to, to also respond. Point number five, we must respond. Um, in 2017, um, let me tell you first who I, who I am job-wise, you know, my, my, my role back home, what I, what I used to do. I used to be a campus, a college campus pastor. Um, and so we're part, we, I was part of a movement that, you know, did campus ministry um, as part of local church, always been, you know, uh, used to the local church environment, but we had a very strong outreach to university campuses, and I used to do that for the last 16 years of my life um, on various levels. I led a campus ministry in a little college uh, campus. I led a, 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 a directed for our city, five campuses. We had different teams on those campuses. I did that for our nation, as well as I served on a global team that looked into church planting efforts. Where do we go next and plant a church? And we used to start doing mission trips to a campus, for instance, and get a bunch of young people saved. And then we'd disciple them, raise them up as leaders, and we'd start a church through that. Um, and so I've seen quite a lot of, um, you know, uh, 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 campus environments worldwide, and um, it's been a real privilege to serve as that. But in 2014, just as I got the, the job to be the citywide campus director for the church in Cape Town, um, I was preparing for a Stratplan retreat, and God said to me that your job's going to, your, your role's going to end in 2017, and um, he said, you need to get ready. And for me, that meant that I need to raise up leaders and I, put, I need to put all the systems and processes in place that whatever we, you know, objectives we need to read, that will continue after I'm gone. So I started thinking, who can I raise up as my follow-up, you know? Who can, who can be the next person that will, that will do my job when I, when I move on? 
and um, went to this retreat, and I said to the guys, hey, you know, I feel the Lord has told me that I'm only going to be here until 2017. That gives me three years to raise up a new leader from amongst you guys, and um, we have three years to basically, you know, implement everything that we planned today, uh, because I'd like it to run, you know, by the time the new person takes over. And so everybody was kind of, you know, that's great, awesome, if the Lord spoke to you, that's great, yeah. So we started doing that, and by 2017, I'd handed over, um, I was handed over one, I needed to hand over three portfolios, so I handed over one, I was about to hand over another, and, uh, and one was still kind of just getting ready to be handed over. And um, sure enough, in 2017, I came and I'm like, Lord, you said that it's going to end in 2017, so I started speaking to our leaders, I need to hand over things. And they were like, but why are you handing over things? There's nothing, you know, nothing wrong. You're doing, everything's going okay. What's happening? And I said, no, no, I just feel that the Lord has told me that I need to step out of this role and raise up another person because he's, he's, he's needing me to move on to something, something new. Um, and after some prayer and everything, uh, people started feeling the same. They started, okay, good, yeah, there's something new for you coming. We need to get ready. So they jumped on, and we started handing over things, and things started getting in place for us to kind of be released from our responsibility so that we can move on. And uh, it all went well up to there. And then it was like it came to a standstill. Nothing new was happening. It's like, Hey, but what about this? And everyone's like, nah, it's not time for that right now. It's like, hey, we can do this. And like, mm, no, we got somebody else planned for that part. And I was like, hello, <laughs> you know, we've kind of let go of everything. We need to step into something new, but there's just, nothing's happening. Why is this happening? Um, and it was, to be honest, it was a bit frustrating at times. And we were, we were saying to God, God, but, but why, why tell us we need to get ready to move on? And then we come to the time when it needs to happen, and then nothing's happening. What's happening? Because um, nothing's happening. And uh, so basically that took a while. But beginning of, uh, of, 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 uh, um, of 2018, I just handed over um, my last portfolio that I needed to hand over. Um, and I was speaking to Pastor Willem, and he was like, Jay, you need to talk to Pastor Baba. And I was like, Pastor Baba from America? Because we've known each other for quite a long time already. He said, yes, you need to talk to him. And I'm like, uh... I'm not too sure if I want to move to America. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, it's, uh, that pond is a little big. Um, and he's like, just have the conversation. So we're having a conversation with Pastor Baba. And as we're talking, it's more and more sounding like, man, this is what God has said we should move to next. And I'm like, oh my goodness, can this be? I mean, everything in the natural is telling us, no, don't do this right? So you have a family of four kids. The kids are all under primary, in primary school and under, you know, you just bought a house. You just bought a business, you know. Um, this is not the time to be moving on. This is the time to be settling and stabilizing things and, you know, creating a bit of a, you know, a, a base from which to launch these children and launch a lot of other things. And um, you shouldn't be doing this in the natural. It was just like, why? Man, this, this does not make sense. And, um, and so at some point we were, it looked good and, and it, you know, it was surely it was definitely what God had said to us. We needed to move into next. But it was like, I mean, really, Lord? America? I mean, aren't there more destitute nations in the world that you need us to go to? <laughs> anyway, so, so we, were, um, we were praying and, and trying to hear from the Lord. And at some point my wife and I was like, hey, 
let's go listen to the word of God over our lives. We've been blessed and people have, have taught us to, to correct, to record and to save every time somebody would give us a prophetic encouragement or a prophetic word that was to do with our direction and, and our calling, we'd save those things. So we've, we've backed up quite a bit of you know, prophetic words and, and things that we've used a lot to make decisions on. And so we thought, let's just go listen to those things again. Because if we're going to be doing this, this needs to be a word that comes really from God. We can't be doing this because of, you know, excitement, adventure, or any other thing. This needs to be a word from the Lord. So, so we went and we listened. It's about 30 minutes worth of recordings of different people prophesying over our lives. And um, man, it was amazing. It was like it was telling a little story, you know, just of our history, just showing us where we went and what we did and um, how, why we did what we did, what brought us to Cape Town. And then a short while into our journey in Cape Town, it was like a shift happened. And something started talking, and, and, the, and the, the word started mentioning that we're going to be, be, be launched out sometime soon. We're going to need to go, go forward sometime soon. And, and we'd never recognized that, in a sense, in the whole picture, because we haven't listened to it, at, uh, you know, continuously like that. And man, it just, it, it caught our attention. And uh, um, I was like, oh, wow, so this is actually, this could actually be it. This could actually really be what God, is, God wants us to do. My wife would tell you that, you know, she walked away from that knowing that this is what we're going to do. Um, she hears much faster than I do. I'm more like Moses, you know, you need a fantastical burning bush to catch my attention. No, not really. But the bottom line is I knew I had to make serious about praying about this coming to, coming to Jennings. And um, I'll just say this. In the natural, um, if you weigh Jennings against Cape Town, South Africa, <laughs> you're going to go to Cape Town, South Africa. <laughs> I mean, there's beaches for miles, you know. There's, you know... <laughs> entertainment for days. It's, it's just, I'm, I, I used to surf. I don't anymore because I live here now. But I used to, <laughs> I mean, there's just so many places you can surf in Cape Town. I mean, it's just, you can literally walk, you know. Anyways, and so, so I really needed to hear from the Lord before, <laughs> before doing this. Um, anyway, so, so we start praying, Lord, we, we recognize that something's happening here. Please speak to us. And then something very significant happened. Two people had dreams about us. And um, one person's dream described this church and this community like to a T. And we were just like, oh my goodness, that's scary. And then another person's dream literally was like a little summary of the journey we've gone through. The process we've come through to the point where we needed knew we needed to move on to something. And then the, the word says, she, she, she typed it out for us. And we read, recently an opportunity has arisen. It is a good move. God is in it. He's going to bless you through it. He's first going to take away all your security. And then he's going to wrap you up with security again. And then some promises about the new season that was ahead. When we saw that, we were just like, oh, wow, Lord. This is really... You know, this is really you. So we, we called Pastor Baba and we said to him, we think God spoke to us about coming. Are you all still willing to receive us? And he was like, yeah, we are. We're serious. 
And so we said, oh, let's, let's start doing it. You know, and the rest is details, right? No. How many of you know the devil is sometimes in the details? Oh, my goodness. It was like everything went like haywire from there. All of a sudden, we realized, oh, snap, we need to sell our house. We need to sell our business. We need to get our dogs adopted. That was trauma, part none. You know, um, so the, the one day we, we sat down with our kids, we're going to, you know, tell them about the whole thing. And, yeah, so we, we prepared, you know, the responses. We wanted to, you know, have a response when they asked us about something. And so we said, you know, we're going to go, and you're going to have to go to a new school, but there'll be new friends, and, you know, this, this. And so we, we went through the whole thing. And then we didn't think about the dogs. <sighs> and then they were like, oh, well, is Duke and Chase going to come along? And we were like, uh, no. Oh, man, it was like, you know, the emotional cups were so full, that just tipped it over. And it was just chaos. They cried for days <laughs> about the dogs not being able to come. So there were so many little things like that that just was not easy everybody. It was, it was amazingly difficult. Um, and then, I mean, in the natural, it wasn't the right time for us to sell our business. Um, and if we looked at the numbers and if we looked at where, you know, the lifespan of the business, where we were at, we should not have sold because we lost a lot of money because the business wasn't in a place to sell yet. We bought it and we were busy building it up, but we, we, would, we would have needed another three or so years before we'd be able to sell that business for a profit. And if natural circumstances was our Lord, we would have just said, sorry, no, it's not the right time. But we knew God had spoken to us. And so we said, Lord, you know what? Things like this, they're not our source. You're our source. Whatever we lose now, you'll return to us. We know that. You'll give us everything we need when we need it for what we needed. So we're just going to let this go. But it wasn't easy. I mean, we felt like failures for a bit, you know. We felt that we lost a lot. It was real, losing all that money. Um, and, you know, <laughs> who's lost money before? I mean, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to, to recover from that financially. You know, you, you don't just recover from that in the natural. Now it's a faith journey for us that we're going to have to take for the next season to see the promise of God being fulfilled in our lives. But... We would rather step into the safety zone with Jesus at his word than try and figure that out on our own because his word was moving on and we weren't. So we took it. We did it. And we're so glad we did. But there were other things. I mean, we come to a part where, um, you know, we, we realize we're coming and we need, a, um, we need a, so we sold our house. Our house sold in five days. That's great but we didn't have any place to stay then. And we were going to wait for seven more months before our visas got approved, right? Which we didn't know, by the way. We were so certain that everything was going to be fast, you know? Like when we were here, we spoke about, you know, maybe coming back in September and starting out the school year. And oh my goodness. So we went back home and somebody, you know, graciously afforded us to stay in one of their holiday apartments that they were renting out. Um, but they offered us to stay there and so we were comfortable and we were good and we could do some of our homeschooling. Oh, that's another thing. We had to teach our kids to, you know, school in English because English isn't even our language, people. It's like, so when I stutter and whatnot, just 
just, just be proud of me for also being able to speak another language, okay? Okay? Good. So, so we had to pull our kids from school because they've been educated in Afrikaans, right? So we need to get them, like, you know all those terminology thingies? Um, like the, 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 the vowels and the verbs and the nouns and the ner nerds or those things, you know? Um, we need to learn those things. We learn things <laughs> from grade two English, first language. It's crazy. Anyway, so um, that's a whole nother story. But, I mean, we were living in this apartment, and time just kept ticking over week after week after week. So we started doing little midweek devotions, and at some point I was just like, you know, I'm going to stop saying looking forward to being with you because that's becoming stale. <laughs> um, I need to find something else that we just... You know, it was an interesting time because we, we didn't think it would go so long. Then, all of a sudden, there was a misunderstanding between the, agent, between the holiday renting agents and the owners, and they rented out the place to holiday makers, and we got kicked out. Boom. We're like, oh my goodness, where do we go? We don't have a house. So we moved in with my mom. <laughs> yep, I stayed with my mom. <laughs> But not just me, me and my six strong clan of people, we moved into a little itty bitty apartment with my mom. And it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. I mean, Esther just wanted to clean the whole day because of the chaos that would, you know, just transpire because of the kids' activities and everything. And at one time, my son's got, son got his feet dirty and he left like a perfect little black imprint on my mother's carpet. <laughs> and it was like, oh, gray. And, like, and the other day she sent us a photo. I miss him. He has his little footprint. <laughs> Proof that he was here. Anyway, so, so that's another thing. We left our family back home. Um, guys, responding to the word of God doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to just go smooth from there. That's, that's, that's one point I want to I I make clear. It might just be stepping into war. It might be stepping into discomfort. Second thing is, is it, it doesn't mean that you won't have to sacrifice things. You might have to... Good. You might have to... You might have to sacrifice things. You might have to lay down certain things and let go of other things. I mean, we're sacrificing a whole lot of family time with our kids when they're at a very young age. But you know what? God, we're on his ticket. He sent us here, which means that those things are all going to be taken care of. If you keep exercising, if you keep trusting the faithfulness of God, knowing that he knows better than what we can discern for our natural environments, from our natural environments. And the last point I want to make is that it doesn't mean that you're not going to need faith to make it happen. When God calls you to do something, you're still going to need faith to make it happen. Our response determines our destiny. You know, we're not here, um, we're not just these, these pawns that God just moves around. We're created with a will. And we need to bring our will in alignment with His will. That's lordship. And if we do such, our action starts lining up with his desire, and that brings us his results in our lives. But the inverse is also true. And we, 
we shouldn't be thinking that our responses has just no effect. Our response has very real effects in our lives. And that's why it's so important that we get this attitude of at your word, I will. And I won't regard anything else as my leader, whether it be finances, whether it be circumstances, whether it be my comfort. And you know what? Even my dreams and the things, my, my goals cannot be above Jesus' lordship in my life. Amen? Amen. So my, my hope is today that um, our little story, I mean, to, to conclude the story, we, <laughs> we then finally got approved. And what we thought was, you know, when we get approved, they're going to mail us visas. Oh, no. You still have to go and apply for them locally, too. That means you need to go through another visa process that cost crazy amounts of money and stuff that we didn't necessarily know about. So every time, throughout this time, it just felt like we were forking out thousands of dollars. Around each corner, there was another couple of thousand dollars that needed to get forked out to make this whole uh, process happen. And we weren't prepared for it all. But you know what is amazing? God provided for it all. It's like we didn't ever have to go into debt to do any of this. Apart from the money we lost from the business, the fact is from there on, everything has been provided for. We get money from something, whether it be tax or whether it be whatever returns or, or somebody blessing us. Or, and then the next thing would be you need to pay this. And we'd go, okay, that puzzle piece fits there. You know, <laughs> it was just like that. But here's a little bit of a, a roller coaster that we went through just before we got our breakthrough to get our visas. They tell us, you need to apply for visas. We go, apply for visas? Guess what? Your first appointment that is available is February next year. We're like, what? That means it'll be almost a year since we started the process. And we were just like, uh-uh. This is not what we trusted for. So I was on the phone. I was calling them like, how can we get this you know, cut down? Can we get an earlier appointment? They said, sorry, sir, that's the only way. You need a book online. And you need to stay online and check the, you know, the bookings regularly to see if there's an opening. And I was like, what does that mean? Somebody's, somebody needs to cancel their appointment, right? Yes, somebody needs to cancel their appointment. I'm like, hmm, how do you pray? How do you pray for that? <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know if it's even Christian to pray that prayer. But anyways, we prayed, Lord help everybody to work out, you know, well for everybody, but please get us an earlier appointment. Um, at one point, Esther and I, we were sitting in the lounge, and she says, oh, we need to check the internet. We need to check the, on the website. And so I'm like, all right, well, let's go check it. So I'm on the website. I'm checking, surely, 15th of January. It's a month earlier. Man, we're just jumping up and down, rejoicing. It's like she's doing right now. We, we, didn't, we didn't want January. We wanted December. But you know what? It's necessary to celebrate victories whenever they come. Victories like that are oftentimes like a damn uh, wall crack. You know, when just about when the, when the wall is going to give soon if you just keep going. But it shows you that something is happening because this is not just 
It's not just natural for things like that. So celebrate those victories. When you're, when you're doing something like that, you need to celebrate those victories. And um, glorify God. Praise Him for whatever is happening, right? So we got this 15th of January. But as we were going along, we're like, man, our kids really need to be in school by the 7th of January. We really need an earlier appointment. So I'm on the website and I see, I see a little option there saying emergency expedited appointment. So I'm like, emergency. Hmm. It's certainly an emergency for me, but I don't know if they're going to see it the same way, right? So... I go on, I want to apply for this emergency, you know, expedited appointment. And then they go like, and the, and, the, and the categories for which you can apply for this emergency is like, somebody died, you're going to die, somebody's about to die, if you're not dying, don't apply. <laughs> I'm like, well, I hope I'm not going to die, <laughs> but you know what, I'm going to apply anyways. Um, and we just felt that if we don't do anything, God's got nothing to work with. So we're going to apply and we're just going to trust God that we have favor with them. So we submitted an application. I spoke to Pastor Josh about the reasons why we were feeling this is an emergency. And we agreed on that. We prayed. We submitted it. And guys know what happened? They approved it. We got an appointment for the 5th of December. Amazing not so amazing (laughs) then the tennis match started so we were you know we were just hitting it back to 15 january they're like no you can't get in any earlier and then we're like we're gonna get it earlier fifth of december deal with that and then very unfortunate event of former president bush's passing took place and they decided that the fifth of december needed to be a public holiday to commemorate his life and I'm like I can't even be mad at that <laughs> you know it's like that's just I got an email saying your appointment was cancelled you need a reschedule not like okay we realized this was an emergency appointment and so we're gonna give you the next day no cancel schedule so I call I'm sorry, sir. The best we can do for you is 15 January. Oh, we're back to 15 January. And we're like, okay, that's, at least it's not February. But man, we are just going through emotional roller coaster right now. We're approved February. January. No. 5th of December. I'm sorry. January. It's crazy how sometimes when you respond to the word of God, you go through all sorts of drama and you think that it's the devil you know but wasn't it God who called you out to do that if God called us out to do something and we get resistance we mustn't start getting ourselves confused thinking that it was the devil who brought us out into this situation. Now, he might be the one resisting, or it might just be circumstances. But the calling is to go through that. It's to press on. And that's where we need our faith. That's where we need to start confessing God's promises, where we need to confess His purposes over our lives, where we need to confess His good will for us. We need to know what His will is toward us. 
And we need to rest in His love for us and accept His peace and, 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 and stay in the peace so that we can remember correctly why we're in this place, in, the, in this situation in the first place. Because if we stand in the peace of God, we can receive the promises of God. If we exit the peace, we start listening to bad advice. So we were just trying to do that. We're trying to keep our peace. You know? We started laughing at this whole tennis match that was going on in front of us. And then I called up a person. I said, look, we had an emergency expedited approved, uh, appointment approved. Isn't there anything you can do for us? And she was like, no, sir, we have to book the next appointment on the, on the, uh, on the system. Um, and that's 15 January. And I'm like, that's the one we came from when we got the fifth. And she's, well, I'm sorry, sir, but that's all we can do. And I'm like, Is there, isn't there somebody who you can talk to to at least help us with this emergency expedite? Because when I went back to the website thinking, hey, I know how to do this. I can just request another expedited you know, appointment. The system blocked us and said, you're only allowed to do that once. <laughs> Anyways, so she's like, oh, wait, that's right. We can do that for you. And I said, please do it. And so she appealed on our behalf and the request came back approved. And we got our appointment on the 11th of December. Now the rest is history. We're here. So praise God. All the glory, all the praise goes to God. What I wish for us to take home today is this. At your word, I will. I will respond, Lord. Doesn't matter if it makes sense. Doesn't matter if it's wrong for your circumstances. Doesn't matter if it causes you to step into discomfort. Doesn't matter if it causes you to take on the biggest challenge of your life. Doesn't matter if it causes you to stay where you are and stop looking around for better options and receive the contentment of the Lord. Doesn't matter what. What is it that God has been calling you to step into? What do you feel God is calling you to step into in 2019? Let's have that attitude to say, Lord, I've been putting this off and I know that I shouldn't have. I need to repent and I need to come to the party. I need to step up. I need to step, in, step into what you've been calling me to do. Maybe that's been go fixing a relationship. Maybe it's been starting a business. Maybe it's, it's going studying. Maybe it's, I don't know what it is. But whatever it is, I want to encourage you to take the plunge. Step into it. Because when you do, that's when you start the journey to receive what God has called you for. That's when you step into why you are here on earth. God will not lead you to a place where he didn't mean for you to come to in the first place. He wants you to step into that. And you know, as you do, not only will it benefit you, it'll also benefit other people. It'll benefit people around you. It'll expand God's kingdom. And most of all, it'll bring, it'll bring glory to God. Because as we trust Him, we glorify Him. We tell Him that He's worthy to be trusted. Let's all stand. I want to pray for us. You know the first thing God calls us to? The first calling God gives us? is to a relationship with Him. I want to pray for us 
So if we'll, we can all just close our eyes. I want to, I want to before I pray, just can ask you to consider, has God been calling you to step into a relationship with Him and you've been putting it off? I want to invite you to say at your word, Lord, I will. I will submit my life to you. I will receive you as my Savior. I will acknowledge that I'm a sinner and that I need salvation and that I believe that you are the one to provide me with that. If you want to answer that call, if you want to just say yes to God, to following Jesus and to stepping into a relationship with the Father through Jesus Christ today, I want you to just slip up your hand real quick. I'm going to pray with you first. I see that hand. One, two, three, four, five. More hands coming up. Six, seven, eight. Do it right now. Nine. People's hands going up. People saying yes to Jesus. You can put your hand down if you put it up. Can we all pray together? If you put up your hand, I'm going to invite you to pray a prayer of, of, of just committing your life to Jesus. Just saying yes to following Jesus. Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to pay the penalty of my sin on the cross. I want to confess today that I believe in you, Jesus. And I'm saying yes to your call to relationship with you. I want to follow you as your child. Thank you for receiving me today into your family. Thank you that I can call God my father today. Thank you that I can consider myself his son or his daughter. Father, I want to pray for each and every one who's just given their lives over to your Lordship, to following you, to saying yes, to following your will, your calling. Thank you, Father, that you will receive them. You will incorporate them into your family, Lord. You'll give them new life, Father, that inside of their hearts, their spirit will become alive and that they'll start experiencing your love in a way that they've never done so before. Thank you also for giving them the peace that surpasses understanding because they have made their lives right with you. Father, I also pray to pray for every one of us here who, who is standing before things that you're calling us to do and who might be afraid. I pray that you'll give us the boldness. You'll give us the courage to just step into that for this year. To look at 2019 as the year where we follow your call, where we respond to your word and see your goodness transpire through our steps of obedience. Father, I pray and I thank you for a great family like this that can journey together when things get crazy, can support one another in this call that you have for our family. I pray that you bless everyone. I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen.